This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey guys, this is Alex, or as we call him here in the basement, self-identified listener number three. <laughs> and what's funny is, when I'm not stacking Benjamins, I'm usually counting gold in my Los Angeles bunker, maybe buying a new van for the missus. Sometimes I call my significant other and tell them to stop tracking the time it takes to manage our rental empire, such as in 15-minute increments, so that I can jet-set from Hawaii to the Middle U.S. on a budget airliner to get one hell of a deal on a new car to drive back to Vegas just in time to tell my best friend about the trip to Vietnam that my family and I went on. Did I mention I went to Vietnam? <laughs> what? Doug, Doug, get out of here. You're ruining the intro. Gotta go. Live from Joe's mom's basement, it's the Stacking Benjamin Show. Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and what a great week we brought to you, huh? I mean, first, you had my huge cat spectacular, then we had CBS's Jill Schlesinger, and New York Times bestselling author Jen Sincero. I mean, what could make a week better? Well, how about our annual look into the Magic 8-Ball to predict 2019 so you can make some great investment decisions? To help us today, we welcome... From Afford Anything, Paula Pant. And from LenPenzo.com, it's Tom Brady. I'm <laughs> just kidding. He's busy deflating footballs before the playoffs. It's just Len Penzo. And from this here podcast, OG. Plus, in our Friday FinTech segment, here's an area of the financial universe that's hot for disruption. From homeowners insurance company, Kin, we welcome CEO Sean Harper. But that's not all. Of course, we'll also answer a magnify money call for help and save room for my incredible trivia. And now, here to see what magic the eight ball still has left in it, here he is, Joe Saul Cihai. Man, I hope it's bringing it today because it's time for the annual, the most anticipated podcast of 2019 so far and it's four days old <laughs> 2019 is four days old and this is the most anticipated thing of the entire year <laughs> hey there everybody welcome to the stack of benjamin show i'm joe sal see hi average joe money on twitter and here the man who brought us said eight ball out of the bunker on uh so do you have like a procession through los angeles len that that with the eight ball or is there a parade today that i missed what exactly do we do to get the eight ball ready no, uh, I uh, gently stroke the eight ball on pat its head a few times and tell it, you know, I get it ready. It's ner- it's been nervous because it hasn't been doing so well lately. But <laughs> it rallied. That's all we do. It's just me and the eight ball. It's it's just the two of us. Number one, it rallied last year. 
Uh, yeah, until and, the end. Well, until the end, but then the pregnancy issue, it was only, it was two weeks <laughs> off. You're right. Absolutely. Or it would have been above average. Yes. Y- yes. And for You're people right. that don't know what we're talking about, about the pregnancy issue, go back to last week when we played the Finturn episodes and you can hear last year's episode and exactly how the, how the eight ball rallied. And here rallying today to even be on this podcast from the Afford Anything show, it's Paula Pant. It is Paula Pant, and I am so ready to ask the eight ball some questions. <laughs> You've been thinking about them at least the last four minutes, I'm sure. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and joining the fun this year to ask the eight ball some questions across the card table from me, it's my good friend OG. You ready to go? I am as prepared as I am for every show. (laughs) (laughs) That scares the heck out of me. You know, what doesn't scare the heck out of me and would help you prepare more, by the way, OG, is if you uh, signed up for Skillshare. Familiar with Skillshare? Tell me about it. Thanks to Skillshare for supporting Stacky Benjamins. Skillshare is offering Stacky Benjamins listeners two months, two full months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash SB. That's Skillshare.com slash SB. I saw, by the way, there's a Gary Vanderchuk class. That guy's got a little energy, doesn't he? Mm, Slightly. Just a smidgen. Slightly has some. I signed up for a DSLR class because I need to learn how to take some photos. Paula, you good at taking photos? I'm I'm good at photo composition, like on a camera phone, but I'm I'm not good at adjusting aperture or anything like that. I I can't use a, a manual camera. Len, I got to figure out what aperture even means. That's how, that's how far behind I am. I need to figure that out too. You know, I'm one of those guys. I get scared when people come up to me and ask me, can you take my picture? You know, and they give me their phone. I mean, I'm not even good at doing that. I'm serious. I get, I get performance anxiety and and it just, it's just, (laughs) it's just terrible. I, uh, so don't ever walk up to me and ask me to take your picture. There's a lot of people with selfies of Len on their, on their phone. I've actually done that before. Hold the, hold the phone backwards. Yeah. Also, thanks a ton to LinkedIn for supporting Stacky Benjamins uh, with the new year ahead. It's a great time to set goals, to make sure there'll be strong ones for you and your business. Make that perfect hire to set you and your team up for success. Find the right people for your business this year at linkedin.com slash SB. And you know what's going to happen? You're going to get $50 off your first job post. We save people a bunch of money. We teach them new stuff. It's a pretty exciting way to start the year, OG. This is the year head that you to, might learn something. Head to linkedin.com slash SB. That's linkedin.com slash SB. Terms and conditions apply. We got a great show. Len's got the Magic 8 Balls ego uh, in place. He's got it... <laughs> He's got to think of positive, think of great thoughts. Yes, it's ready. It's ready. Well, let's uh, start off the show by seeing how well the eight ball did this last year. Well, before we get started talking about 2019, let's talk about the events of 2018 and see, Len, how the Magic 8-Ball did. We started off this last year. I'm, I'm nervous, Joe. I'm, <laughs> I'm not nervous at all. It's like your child. I said this every... It's like your child. You don't you don't want your child to fail, so... Len, we're not going to blame you that much when the 8-Ball's not, <laughs> not right. Uh, let's see, Paula, this last year, you kicked it off. Let's go back in the way, way back machine and listen to what you asked the 8-Ball. Paula will go ladies first. Why don't we start with you? All right. On the day that Prince Harry marries Meghan Markle, will it rain in in the location of the <laughs> wedding? Will it rain in London on their wedding day? So that was the question. Does anybody know? I, I had to go look this I, up. I, I think it was sunny. I think Duh. it was sunny. 
It was totally sunny. Of course yeah. it was sunny. <laughs> it was. What, ha, ha, did you watch that wedding fewer than 10 times? Of course it was sunny. Course, yes. <laughs> I did see it. I remember seeing it. So, yeah, that's right. It was sunny. Yep. I may have watched it fewer than 10 times, Paula. Sorry to disappoint you. What have you been doing with your life? I, I have no idea. <laughs> so we know that it was sunny. The question is, did the eight ball think it was sunny? Let's see. Question. And here we go. Oh boy, This is not satisfying. Cannot predict now. Oh, you got to do it again. Do it again. We'll, we'll do it again. Yes. Force it. That, n- nothing like forcing the eight ball to make a decision <laughs> <laughs> to kick off last year. It's a very kind of, hopefully the eight ball's in a better mood this year. Well, we got to get warmed up. It's like anything, you know? All right, here it is. Did the eight ball uh, say that it was going to rain? You know what it is right now? The eight ball is gun shy. It, 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 it's just uh, put on a poor performance for the crowd, and, and now it's afraid to answer anything. Okay. Oh, back to yes, definitely. Yes, definitely. It, it will rain on Prince Harry's wedding day. We are off and running. <laughs> <laughs> eight ball was wrong. That's uh, that's negative for eight uh, ball, positive for Harry and Meghan. Eight ball zero. Uh, yeah. Harry and Meghan won. Harry and Meghan won. Yeah, deja vu. I know this is exactly how we started off last year, too. It, remember, it got in the hole and it rallied back. <laughs> yes. So uh, we asked a couple of other questions last year. So let's move on to the next one and see. I had actually one from our Facebook group. We've got a question here from Daryl to kick off our 2018. This is Daryl from Pennsylvania. I have a question for the Magic 8-Ball. Magic 8-Ball, do you think Bitcoin is going to cross the $50,000 barrier in 2018? (laughs) Oh, no. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. It's incredible in hindsight. (laughs) Remember this time last year when everybody had the fear of missing out and it was crazy. When that question was asked, it was sitting at what, like $20,000 or something? Yeah. Yeah. That might have, I feel like the Dr. Phil thing. How's that working out for you? Uh, (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to hear this. All right. Let's go back in the way, way back machine again and see. Will Bitcoin, and we got to go, I like this December 1st because of our recording schedule and we all take some time off for the holidays. By December 1st of 2018, will Bitcoin reach $50,000? Okay. The eight ball says you may rely on it. And I oh think- my God. <laughs> oh my gosh, Mr. Eight ball. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, boy. This is what Len said, though. I want to keep playing because this is what Len said even last year. This is what he said about these first two answers. I'm not feeling too good about these first two (laughs) answers. (laughs) Not good. So at least I'm I'm, uh, at least I was on the record saying I didn't believe it. Okay. All right. Eight eight ball uh, down two. not looking good. Oh, my God. Let's see if it can rally, though, Len. Yeah. Because you, you asked it a question next. Let's see. Let's see what your question was. You know, I had a very heartbreaking uh, fall. My Dodgers didn't make it, lost in game seven of the uh, World Series at home yeah, to the right. Astros. Right. So I'm just dying to know, will the Dodgers even get to the World Series, even get to the World Series next year in 2018? 
And the answer, of course, is yes, they yes. did. They didn't win again. <laughs> <laughs> but way to come back. I mean, it was yeah. a fantastic year for the Dodgers. All right. Yeah. Let's see what the eight ball said, though. Would they make it back? By the way, Man, before but- you before you run that, and I will say me and uh, my daughter, we went to game four. Was it game four? I think we went to we were at Dodger Stadium for game four of the World Series. Was that the was that the monster long game? That was I've, I was it four. It was the game where the Dodgers were up like four to nothing, and then the yes, and then the wheels fell off, and and the Red Sox came back, and and then uh, that was it. The Dodgers totally should have won that game. They should have won that game. Yes. All right. Let's see what the Magic Eight Ball says. Were the Dodgers going to return to the World Series? And let's see what the eight ball says. You may rely on it. They will yes. go to the World Series. How about that? Phew. Okay. Eight, All right. We're, we're coming back. Eight ball doesn't have to be taken out yet, Len, behind the woodshed. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't have to do that. All right. Uh, Paula, you were up again for your mm-hmm. second question. Let's hear what you had. Let's do round two. Paula, what do you got? All right. In honor of making weirdly specific questions, I want to know if the guy who voices Homer Simpson, uh, the voice actor Dan Casta, Castanel, Castaneda, <laughs> I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but he's the voice actor who voices Homer Simpson. I want to know if he's going to get sick next year, if anything's going to happen to him in 2018. Wow. Wow. That is a deep, that, out I know. Of left field question. I know it's, com- it's completely random, but I, it just, the thought just kind of struck me earlier tonight that if, uh, if we lost the voice of Homer Simpson, we would really lose something okay, uh, so, powerful. No, so that's how we're measuring the question. Yeah. People um, don't. Will Dan Castan Castellaneta, I can't pronounce his last name, get sick next year? <laughs> yes or no? Okay. So we know how we're measuring that, right? What if, if he has to cease being the voice of of the, uh, or it's announced that he has to stop being the voice of Homer? I don't think he has to be. I don't think he has to I stop. He has to stop. I just think that it, it has to come into the media that he is uh, suffering from some sort of health okay. issue. That was an intense question. That was an incredibly oh intense Where did you question. Pull that out? I know. You know what? What's actually not funny about it, but I I just watched an episode of The Simpsons last night, <laughs> and I was thinking about the fact that I had asked that question. Well, there is good news for the world. Nothing bad happened. Yes, he is perfectly okay, and The Simpsons will continue on as we've always known them and loved them. It's amazing what a juggernaut that show has been. Just mm-hmm. in incredible. Um, the mark that it's had on like just the human vernacular, you know? All right. Let's, uh, let's see what the eight ball said though. So the answer is no, nothing happened to him. What did the eight ball say? It, the eight ball, uh, much to Dan's delight is don't count on it. Ah. Nice job. Eight, nice. eight ball comes roaring back. I'm, I'm feeling good. Rolling I'm feeling back. good. Here we go. <laughs> We're rolling now. Awesome. Plus one for the eight ball. Oh, gee, this is pretty exciting, isn't it? <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Yeah, this is fantastic. I hope you're getting I some am, good ideas for questions. I, I kind of am, although it really got off the rails with the tell me about if somebody gets sick. You know, I, I was following until the what happens to Homer? 
Is Homer still going to be okay? <laughs> hey, I have some real world concerns here. That's right. It is a, it, this is a kinder, gentler version of the show. Oh, gee. All right. Uh, my second question. Let's listen back in. All right. My second one. Yes. I got to do the basic stock market one, right? Because it's a stock show. So the stock market averaging about 10.2% over the long, long, long term. Will the stock market do better than 10%? Better than 10%. Uh, well, we got to do by December 1st, don't we? So yes, we do. I'm just going to go a year to date because it's so much easier to look up. I learned that. Just, just say, oh, okay. Is that how you want to do it? Yeah. So January through the 1st of December... Or, yep. or up to the first 11 months of the year. Let's do it that way. First 11 months of the year, will the stock market do 10% or better? And, of course, we know how that worked out. Not so much. <laughs> Not quite so much. Not- There's still time. We're recording a little early. Well, was, it, was it in the green It, it had to be November? It was, ha- it, was it in the green, though? It had to be. November? Yes. Yes. Okay. I think at that point, OG, oh, were we up maybe 3% at that time? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, somewhere sounds, around. Sounds like a good number to. Some, all I know is that every day I look at it now is down two percent. So if I, it's yes, like, if, it's like hey, it's going to do, and it's bad. If only there were a way we could look that up. But uh, in the interest of time, we just know that it never reached ten. But did the eight ball know? Of course, the eight ball knew. Let's well, let's see if the eight ball knew. Yeah, let's. We hope the eight ball knew. <laughs> Here we go. Very doubtful. Oh, that's another right. How about yes. that? Yes. After starting off very poorly, Len, your eight ball has very much rallied. I'm, we're running at 60%. That's that's better than a coin flip. You're so excited by it. But I, but I actually like what you said right after that. You know, I thought there was going to be hyperinflation in the end of the world in 2017. And look, here we are. <laughs> we made it through. And 2016. I think you said, yeah. And 2050. <laughs> 14. <laughs> Back back when all the other kids were flying kites, <laughs> Len was building bomb shelters in the backyard. Yeah, for the great. last five years, I've been hearing everybody, yeah, my stock portfolio has been up 60%, 40%. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> my time's coming one of these, de- one of these days. <laughs> all right, let's go back a year and, and finish this out because this rolls right into your question. 2017, and look, here we are. We made it through. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, guide us through. Right. Is that a uh, a prelude to your question? Are we going to yes, finally... Yes, <laughs> I, I thought yes, that was... You're headed yes. that way. My question, 8-Ball, is will gold on December 1st, 2018, will gold be at an all a new all-time high? I think the current high is around $1,900. So will it have met or surpassed its all-time high? Oh, that's an easy yes. You think so? I, I do think so. I probably shouldn't have played that part. <laughs> it didn't even come close. Came nowhere close to its oh, to tie. Miserable, miserable. And even now with the market uh, uh, bouncing around delightfully, you still don't have gold really no. doing a lot no, right I'm, now. I'm down about 4% this year, I believe. You've got palladium. palladium. Yeah, that was the call. That would have been, yeah, palladium. My goodness. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we know the gold didn't do it, even though I said that it was. What does the magic eight ball think? Let's see what the eight ball says. Well, the eight ball agrees with you. It says, as I see it, yes. 
What do you think, Paula? You think that's an easy yes or not in that game of predicting? I'm not in the game of predicting for any type of investment purpose, but just in terms of armchair speculation, uh, I don't I don't see gold. I just don't see gold going up next year. That's a huge game. <laughs> Show off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I suppose I was right about the gold, and fortunately, nothing happened to Homer Simpson, and it didn't rain on Megan and Harry's wedding day. So, all in all, not bad year. I guess we're going to start having the Paula ball. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll just ask Paula. That might be funnier than asking the eight ball. Ask Paula. Yes. All right. Uh, here we go. So with it, we're two rounds in it's, it's 50, 50, <laughs> three, four, three against let's listen to the last, the last set here from 2018. Paula, we're on the last round. Your last crack at the amazing, I say that in air quotes, magic eight ball. Well, it's uh, been a bit of a tradition that every year I ask the eight ball one question about the British Royal family and one question about an ETF that relates to <laughs> Latin America. <laughs> I love how we have. Again. I can't. I, I can't believe <laughs> so though, guys. Year. I can't believe we're old enough that we have traditions on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Traditionally, I have to ask. <laughs> so this year, in keeping with that time-honored tradition, I am going to ask about ticker symbol I L. F, which is the iShares Latin America 40 ETF. Ah, little salsa in the mix. Yeah. Fantastic. If the year to date return over the first 11 months of the year will be higher than 19%. I thought you were 19% or higher. Come on, I thought you were going to say 19.98. <laughs> I'll well, give it some margin of error. Yeah. See, these kind of questions really throw the eight ball. I, I think the eight ball is understands. I'll get it. I'll get back to that. What the eight ball understands here in just a second, but I was busy looking it up. I'd forgotten to look this up. It would have been better, Paula, if you had said uh, negative thirty percent. Seriously, the eight ball at the start of the year was trading around, or ILF was trading around thirty four dollars, and um, at the beginning of December, it was right around thirty two. So not quite that bad, but but not great. So. Let's see, though, if the eight ball knew it wasn't going to go well. It says concentrate and ask again. Paula? Right, I'm concentrating very, very hard. Be very careful in your wording here. Okay. In the first 11 months of the year 2018, will ticker symbol ILF have a year-to-date return of 19% or higher? It is decidedly so. Wow. Ooh. <laughs> Looks mm. like it's a little worse than a coin toss. Yeah. It's, and to uh, think that some people actually invested based on this eight balls. You know, <laughs> they got 50% of their money in gold and 50% in ILF. And <laughs> like, damn it. It's not right. There probably was a fund of people that short the eight ball. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You can get that eight ball short, short it. Absolutely. Create just, that index fund. Yeah, the, the, the eight ball two x short. Ooh, the two x bear fund. Oh my god, two x two x lens eight ball bear. All right, uh, here is my last question. 
So here's the question, Len. Will Paula Pant see a Star Wars movie in 2018? Have you ever seen a Star Wars movie? I have not. Oh, so it's 2018 the year. I mean, I can tell you what I think the answer will be. But is, she, is, she supposed to, now, is she supposed to listen to the answer here? Well, this is kind of... Uh, oh, this is kind of, that's right. Paula, you can't listen to the answer. So you want to disconnect for a second? Okay. Just give us 15 seconds with your ears All closed. Right. All right. I'm, here. Taking my ear, I'm taking my earphones out. All right. So she took her earphones out. Paula, what do you think the eight ball said? Wow. So I actually have no idea what it said because I don't listen to this show. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to guess that the eight ball said yes. Even and though the, the answer is actually no. You didn't end up seeing a, a Star Wars I, film. I did not see a Star Wars movie in 2018 or at any point between the years 1983 through 2018. Did you see any surprising movies that people wouldn't have expected? I saw I Feel Pretty by Amy Schumer. Well, the, the, I, you know, it's funny. I actually like that movie. It's a cute movie. It's a really cute movie. I, I thought that was really fun. Got horrible reviews, but uh, I thought it was very fun. All right. Well, let's see, Len. So Paula didn't, so the answer would be no. Let's see. Okay, here we go, Joe. The answer is you may rely on it. She you will. May rely on it. I'm totally sure she will. <laughs> oh, you got sub- to be kidding. Substantially worse than a coin toss. Oh my gosh. This is uh what is this now? Three out of eight, thirty-eight percent. You ever think about Holy taking the smokes. you ever think about taking the eight ball out and shooting it? No. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it, you know, it is horrible. old. It's my old buddy. He's been with me for a long, let's, let's just keep, how many yes. questions are left? Is there any chance to recover, Joe? Uh, well, not completely. We have one left. <laughs> okay. That's, that's, that's the bad news. Well, but rather than judging the eight ball on one year of performance, if we went back through all the old episodes and tallied up the eight ball score over all of the previous years, still I very what that good. Would be. Yes. Yeah. What's its long term performance? Aggregate average. Yes. You sound like the manager of an actively managed mutual fund. <laughs> yes. An actively managed eight ball fund. Yes. If you go back 64 years, I'm still rocking. <laughs> you know, this, this has gone back to when this was just on my blog. The eight ball was running. Almost 70% at, at one point. Yeah. And then we brought it over here to the Stacking Benjamin show, and it's it's been downhill since. Oh, I see what you're doing. You're blaming on me now. That's exactly what you're doing. I, I, I tainted the eight ball. I get it. Well, let's see how it did here on uh, Len's last question. And that means the last one, right? We have the last one. Len. This is, yes. And sticking with my occasional Armageddon theme, I did the earthquake last year. Uh, this year, let's shoot for uh, something that's kind of rare, but it happens. Hurricanes. You know, we have the big problems with the hurricanes in the Caribbean. And uh, uh, this year, uh, several of them hit, unfortunately, the U.S. This time, I'm going to ask the eight ball, is one going to hit landfall on the Hawaiian islands. That is pretty amazing that you would ask that. Because it did, didn't it? Because it did. Yes. yes. Now, the question here is this, though. And uh, I guess we'll call oh, it Oh, boy. And I guess, um, how do we say that? How do we, do we does it have to, does the, I, does it have to hit, strike landfall exactly in Hawaii? Or does it just have to uh, close the airport down? I think if we close the airport down, don't you think, Paula? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a boy. That's horrible. That's adequately serious. Yeah. Right. So, so, so if any airports on the big Island or Maui or Oahu are shut down, 
You said any airports, and I'm sure that an airport shut down. An airport must have shut down. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure of it too. It's got. I mean, that, that yeah. Had I, to I would think. Had yeah. to have. Uh, that's strange because, as you know, hurricanes never hit Hawaii. I mean, very yeah. rarely. Incredible. Yeah, I think there's only been like two or three ever. Incredible. Right? Incredibly rare. And this was the year. So you're saying this is a really important one for the eight ball. This is an important one. Here if we go. They called it due to a hurricane, then we'll, that will be considered the hurricane hitting Hawaii. Let's go Fair for enough. Go for no. Don't count on it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> what is it? That's one out of three. Three right, <laughs> six wrong. Oh my God. 33%. What? Oh, <laughs> what a terrible. That, that is. I, I apologize to all your listeners, Joe. I, I, I don't know what to say. That is amazing. You know what? It's going to redeem itself, Len. I can feel it this year. I feel it too. I feel it too. The eight ball is going to redeem it. You know what we're going to do? We're going to send it to Skillshare. Okay. So maybe you could take some. <laughs> I'm sure because there's, there's what OG, there's 2,500 different, 25,000 different classes that you can take at Skillshare. Do you think there's one for shaking the eight ball correctly to get more correct answers? <laughs> or <laughs> I think this is the operator error. I don't actually think this is the eight ball's problem. I think Len just doesn't shake it correctly. Dude, you need to shake it better. That's yeah. Len, have you ever thought about shaking it better? I try to shake, shake it, it every dude. day. Shake it, buddy. Stacking Benjamin is brought to you by Skillshare, where I'm sure there's going to be a new Shaking the Eight Ball course out there. Skillshare is an online learning community for creators of more than 25,000 classes in design business and more. You'll discover countless ways to fuel your curiosity, creativity, and career. Take classes in social media marketing, mobile photography, creative writing, illustration, or maybe even Shaking the Magic Eight Ball. It actually doesn't say that. Whether, whether you're looking to discover a new passion, start a side hustle in 2019, or gain new professional skills, Skillshare is there to keep you learning, thriving, and reaching those New Year's goals. I'm super excited about my DSLR camera class, and uh, if Len actually does do a Shaking the Magic 8-Ball class, I might monitor that one too, see if maybe we can, I don't know, maybe we'll have Paula shake the 8-Ball, OG shake the 8-Ball, something's got to change. Join millions, of, millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our Stacking Benjamins family. Get this, you're going to get two months of Skillshare for free. If you just go to Skillshare, you're only getting a little bit of time for free, but you'll get two months for free if wow. you use our link. Skillshare is offering two months unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. To sign up, here's what you got to do. Go to Skillshare.com slash SB. That's Skillshare.com slash SB to start your two months now. Skillshare.com slash SB. All right, we're going to take a little break here. I am going to talk to a company that is innovating in the homeowner's insurance space. They're called Kin, K-I-N. And I get so excited. I don't know why I get excited, OG about companies that are really rocking it when it comes to insurance. I just think that the insurance space needs to be disrupted so absolutely much. It's so painful right now to go through that process, whether it's something like trying to get a new quote or to add information to your existing policy or to link a whole bunch of policies together to see if you get a better deal. There's got to be a better way to do all that. Guy coming up with a better way along with his team. Let's say hello to Sean Harper 
co-founder and CEO of Kin. Hey, Sean, great to talk to you today. How are you, man? Good, good. How are you? I'm great. So tell me, I don't know many people that get all fired up about homeowners insurance. So were you somebody that was that was just a home insurance nerd? Or did you see an opportunity in the marketplace? Or was there a personal reason why you created Kin.com? It's a little bit of the above, of all of the above. My co-founders and I, Sebastian Lucas and I, have been geeking out on other areas of financial services for almost our whole adult lives. We've done a lot of stuff in lending and hedge funds and payments. I know it's nerdy. We just we really like the nuts and bolts of of moving money around. And I strongly, strongly believe in in the use of capitalism as a force for good. You know, part of that is is making money move smoothly and removing inefficiencies from the system and and saving people money. We just like those types of things where you know, there's a, a financial product that everybody needs that is delivered right now very inefficiently, and we can just make it better. That gets us fired up. Well, let's talk um, about the inefficiencies in homeowners because I think there are many. I mean, it's interesting to look at homeowners insurance. You fill out a bunch of forms that take forever. I've heard that underwriting, the way that homeowners is underwritten, is even kind of antiquated. Tell me how you guys have kind of revolutionized those things and others. The thing that ties this all together is the availability of data. And so if you look at homeowners insurance relative to other ty- other types of financial products, like I'll use credit cards and auto insurance as an example. Credit cards and auto insurance are extremely automated. And if you look at the ease of signing up, and then also the amount of money that you pay that goes to the overhead of the insurance company and not, not to paying claims, which is really what you're paying for as a consumer, it's really, really low relative to home insurance. And the reason why is because of credit scores and because of driving records. It's easy for them to automate this. They can pull all the data, they can run it through a risk model, they can make a decision, and they don't need a lot of people involved. And so the reason why that hasn't happened yet in homeowners insurance is that houses are idiosyncratic. They're all a little bit different. The weather impacts them differently. They're constructed differently. They're different sizes. And there's no unified way to describe them. Um, So what's happened over the last, you know, it's getting more extreme every year, is there's just so much more data available about homes. As the real estate industry goes online, as the government gets better about putting records about about homes and taxes and building permits and such online. And the other thing is there's a huge amount of imagery available now. So, you know, there are aerial images that are taken from an airplane, there are satellite images, there are street-level images, and these can all be used to really gain a good understanding of the home and its properties. And so what we've done is we built an insurance system from scratch, and, and one of the reasons why legacy insurance companies can't do this is because their IT is very old. So it's very, very common that a big insurance company, you know, an Allstate, a Travelers, or whoever, they run on software that's 40, 50 years old. It's some of the oldest software on the planet. And it's really hard for them to take a new data source, for example, or do something differently. So we built an insurance system from scratch that's very nimble and automated. And we are the best at plugging into all of these different new data sources about a home and integrating them in an automated way. So the upshot to you as a consumer is that I'm able to take costs out of the system. We think between 15 and 20% of the total cost. Wow, holy cow. And we can make it much, much easier to sign up for because I no longer am relying on you, the user, or an insurance agent in the middle to tell me information about the home. I just know it. And so it's pretty good. So tell me this, how much quicker can somebody fill out a homeowner's 
application on Kin versus through one of the standard insurance companies? It can be a lot, lot quicker. No, it's a little bit different in every case, but in a case where the home has really clean data, we really can underwrite you just from an address and your name and your birthday. No, it's not always true. Part of what we do is we understand when the data is good about a home and when the data is bad and when we okay. need to supplement it, when we need to take a closer look. And we try to be really careful because the last thing we want to do is underwrite bad risks or misprice them and, and then we'll lose money. But in the case where there's really good data, it is very, very streamlined. And the bar is pretty low, to be honest, because the legacy weight, it can actually often take hours just to get an accurate price. You know, it's, it's a lot of talking on the phone and going back and forth with an insurance agent. and They're entering information into a system. They actually pull a lot of data off of Zillow and stuff. So if you go to an insurance agent's office, you'll see them copying and pasting a lot of data from one system into another. It's where we're moving all of that manual labor, basically, that's going on. And so we're compressing in sort of the extreme case, we're compressing something that used to take hours at least and making it take minutes. I find that so fascinating. Let's get to the other side of this though, Sean, which is claims experience. I mean, a lot of these companies, legacy companies build their reputation on the fact that they can handle claims very quickly. What about you guys? Yeah, so we aspire to handle claims better. The cool thing is there are a lot of technologies that can be really um, well utilized for handling claims in a more efficient way. And the old model is basically customer has something bad happen to his or her house. They call the insurance company. They send out usually an independent person that doesn't work for them. Oftentimes an independent claims adjuster sure, right. that will go and visit the home and figure out how much damage was done, write up an estimate, send it back to the insurance company. That isn't always necessary. What we found is that around a third of claims, you can actually rely on the user to send the information back to an adjuster that's sitting at a desk in an office and they can make the decision at the desk in the office. So there's still a human involved, but no longer does the human have to go and drive to the person's house and arrange a time and all that. The, the person can snap photos, send them to us in a text message, maybe take a video. They can respond back and forth with questions. And you can do a little bit of that with a chatbot too, where the chatbot is asking, okay, what kind of damage is it? Is it damage to your roof or is it damage to the outside of your room? Is it damage to the inside of the home? Is there water? And sort of walk you through these basic scenarios. That's a third of the scenarios. Another third, you still want to have somebody that represents us visit the person, visit the home, and have sort of an independent view of it. But it doesn't need to be a trained, licensed claims adjuster. It can basically be like a guy with a camera, <laughs> you know, who's trained to go through a, sure. a checklist and yeah. think of it sort of like the Uber driver in the claims experience, where they're not really a skilled person, but they are somebody who's responsible who's going to go through a checklist, gather the information, and send it back to the main office where it can be adjusted. And then around a third of them, you sort of have to do the old way because it's something like, you know, someone's house burnt down, and it's a big deal, and you really want to send somebody. But you can actually save a lot of money on those first two buckets. A lot of the times, it's actually around a fifth of the cost of claims are actually spent doing the adjustment. Wow. So you can save a lot of money by automating this. But that's not really what customers care about that much. What they really care about is you can do it a lot, lot faster because yes. no longer do you have the scheduling overhead. You don't even have to. Something bad could happen. You could file the claim five minutes later. You could get paid the next day. That's right. That's what I worry about, Sean, is I just need to check. Like now, like if I'm filing a claim, some piece of my life is falling apart and I just need help as quick as possible. 
Yeah. And, and we think the alignment of interests actually, as people become more and more speed oriented, you know, there has been the shift around people, their expectations around the speed at which things happen are greater than they've ever been before. You know, you sort of, we live in this instant on economy. I think a lot of the times people get really frustrated by their insurance company where the, the insurance company is trying to do a really good job and trying to be diligent and thorough. And really, really, it's actually annoying the customer because the customer perceives it as being sort of slow and old fashioned. We can sort of flip that, give the customer a much more modern experience, which basically means that it's faster. And that actually, we think, can reduce, you know, when people when people get frustrated, they might make extra claims or maybe a lawyer gets involved because the person is frustrated. It's actually in everybody's interest to just get it settled as quickly as you possibly can. Right. That's the sad thing is you're saying instead of an antagonistic relationship, we're on the same, we're, we really could be on the same side of the table and should, should, be. should be. Yeah. Right. Now, Ken, do I go to a website or is it app based? How does that piece work? Actually, most of our customers use us in a mobile format, Okay, but it isn't an app. Yeah. And what we found is people, if they're shopping for insurance, maybe they want to get a price quote. Maybe they want to like see how much we would be or they sort of start interacting with us. Nobody wants to download an app for that. It's just a lot of overhead. You have to log into the app store, wait for it to download. For us, it's a lot of overhead because now we have to maintain apps in separate app stores. It's much better just to do a mobile web experience. So we do a lot of, it's a really, really clean mobile web experience. We'll do a lot of stuff like with text messages that include a link to a mobile website. And people just like that. They find it easier than dealing with an app. Yeah, I'm looking at it on the page now. Really clean, easy. How long does it, it says that it's on average 15 minutes to get a quote? It kind of depends on where you are. If you're in a place where we're, you know, one of our main markets, the quotes happen instantly. If you're in one of the other places, that's more of like a beta landing page thing that you're probably gotcha. looking at. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, a lot of the companies that we talk to, Sean, are doing cool stuff like you guys are, but not yet national. Are you guys national or how many different states are you in? We are not national. Um, we're actually only in a few states in the southeast. Okay. Uh, Georgia, Florida, Texas, and and then a few. Um, you know, one of the unique aspects of insurance is that it's regulated on a state by state basis. It's such a pain in the ass. Yeah, it really is. And even aside from the regulation, actually, a lot of the times the data sources can be different. You know, for example, I'll give you an example. We do business in both Florida and Georgia. The state of government records are, is much better in Florida than it is in Georgia. And so you need to actually – we can rely much more heavily on government records in Florida than we can in Georgia. And there are a lot of these, like, state nuances. And so it's just – it's hard to get a national footprint. Um, you know, we actually wonder maybe we'll never be national. Uh, maybe we'll be sort of like mostly national in you know, 15, 20 big states. And, and it may not be worth the overhead to go to some of the smaller states. We need a tech company to come along like you guys are with homeowners insurance and blow that up. Blow up that system, please. Yeah, that might be a little harder. Yeah, that would be harder. This whole state by state thing, though. I mean, I don't know. I, I can get on my soapbox. I was a, when I was a financial planner in 1993, it was, it was the same. I mean, nothing's changed. It's so frustrating. Uh, give me those states again, just so people know. You've got Georgia, Florida, Texas, I heard. Those are the three states we're live in right now. Awesome. Cool. Okay. And uh, as soon as you're you're live in other states, Sean, please come back and tell us about it. But the, the site is kin.com. Sean Harper, thanks for spending a few minutes telling us about it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Hey there, trivia fans. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. And for those of you new to our little show... I operate the best slice of this podcast, the trivia segment. 
And while these dorks try to predict the future by asking a Walmart kid's toy for stock tips, I'm about to carry this here podcast with something far more important, the ongoing quest to actually find intelligent life in the universe. It ain't here, I'll tell you that. While we all know that Spirit, NASA's little rover that could, successfully landed on Mars on this day back in 2004. I mean, everybody knows that, right? Here's the harder question, and perfect for a Friday guest fest. What is the average distance in miles between Mars and Earth? I'll be back with your answer right after we hear some guesses. Time to see what type of mental calculations you can do with planetary knowledge. Mr. Penzo, I would bet as an engineer, this might be up up your alley, but here's what we're going to do. We're starting brand new this year. Maybe we should ask the Magic 8-Ball this. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> we, should, we should ask that. But uh, uh, So why don't we do this? Let's have our guest go first, and we'll start with Paula. Paula, to kick off the new year, would you like to guess first, in the middle, or last? I will guess last. Huh, that's weird. Len, how about you? In the middle or you want to go first? Uh, gee, I'll go second. All right. Oh, gee, that means you're putting on your thinking cap, big guy. Yeah, I'm trying to decide if Mars is closer than the sun. You can see the sun, but it's way bigger than Mars. (laughs) Hotter also, for that matter. Gosh, I just don't know if it's closer or not. I feel like it's got to be closer than the sun because if the sun was as close as Mars, maybe we'd all melt. So in miles, how how far away is the average distance of Mars? Yeah, from the Earth. Well, I know how far it is to the moon mm-hmm. and I know how far it is to the sun. Mm-hmm. I jogged there once. <laughs> um <laughs> The sign said Amarillo, but you're pretty sure I was it was the running. Sun. <laughs> oh hell, I'm gonna say that the uh, that Mars is fourteen and a half million miles away. Fourteen and a half million miles, Len. Well, uh, well, let's see. How far is the moon? I think the moon's like uh, two hundred thousand or three hundred thousand miles. Is that what it is from the Earth? Well, let's see. The sun is what ninety three million miles, I think. Uh, all right, you know what? I'm gonna say. Let's see. It's two hundred thousand miles. What's it take? They say it takes eight months to get to Mars, right? Eight months, seven months. miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, stopping <laughs> for gas every three hours, uh, every three hundred miles, and then you gotta have a bathroom break. Yeah, two hours at Bucky's. That's yeah, right. Yeah, and if you're stopping in Amarillo, got to make sure you, you stop the at the big, big Texas big, steakhouse. Big Texas. Stop there. Yeah. Absolutely. It's closed uh, like it was when I was there. Oh, really? Oh, oh, I used no. to go there all the time to eat. I was actually there once when they when somebody actually did the challenge, the 72-ounce steak challenge. They I was got it? actually there. No, no, no. They didn't get it. But I sat and watched oh. for the whole thing. My son Nick oh. and I were there last year when somebody did the challenge, Len, and it was so fun watching them crash and burn. Yeah, it's 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 it's. Because you got to eat everything. And did you see the Wall too, right? of Fame? They have the Wall of Fame yeah. of the past winners. Did you notice there's like a grandma there who's like seventy five, and there was like a thirteen year old boy who who did it. Yeah, the record's held by a woman who ate three of them. Really? Yeah, at, at least according to I mean, as of last year when I was there. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, I haven't been there in probably 15 years at least. Uh, anyways, okay, let's say, you know, I have no clue. 30 million miles. 30 million for Len. All right. So, 14 million, 30 million, closest without going over. Phew. Well, I'm going to say 20 million. I, th- I thought you might say one mile. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I suppose if the distance is anywhere shorter than 14, that would be the winning answer. You don't think it's more than 30? I really have no way of knowing. I mean, <laughs> it's closer than the sun. Um, 20 million. Well. Now, darn it, Joe, you, you had her committed. I didn't. All well, right. Yeah, 20 million's good. The, the, the answer is going to be either one mile or 20 million miles. There, so. Th- we we'll just go with 20 since it's the first thing I said. Deal. And as usual, we'll find out here in Who's Right in just a second. You know the best way to make 2019 a great year for you and your company? It's to have the right people around you and your company. And I'd like to thank LinkedIn for supporting our podcast. Because if you've ever tried to hire that right person, you know it's hard. And for those times that it seemed too easy, it turned out that I'd made... In some cases, the wrong hire. But chemistry means everything for your company. I mean, if the team here in the basement didn't get along, it would be so bad for all of us coming to work every day. And who wants to go to work, whether you work remotely or face-to-face with people, with people that you just don't enjoy being around and people that you feel like aren't pulling their weight? So to find that right person with a new year ahead, it's a great time to set goals and to make sure it's going to be a strong, strong year for you and your business. Making that perfect hire sets up your team for success. Where do you find them? Well, you can post on a job board, hope the right person applies, but why leave it up to chance when you can post your job where people go every day to make connections, grow in their careers, and discover job opportunities? Talking about LinkedIn. LinkedIn members aren't checking job boards regularly, but nine out of 10 LinkedIn members are open and interested in new opportunities like yours. So as you already know, most of the U.S. workforce is already on LinkedIn. Posting to LinkedIn then is the best way to get your job opportunity in front of more of the right people, people with the right skills and background for your role who are also ready for something new, a new challenge in the new year. It's the best way to find the person who will help you grow your business and why a new hire is made. Get this every eight seconds using LinkedIn. Here's the deal. If you're looking to either expand your business, replace someone, whatever it might be, you're lucky you're listening today because we've got a little surprise for you. To help you find the right person for your business this year at LinkedIn, go to linkedin.com slash SB. And you want to have the slash SB on there. And I'll tell you why, because you're going to get $50 off your first job post. That's linkedin.com slash SB for $50 off your first job post. LinkedIn.com slash SB. Terms and conditions apply. OG, 14 and a half million miles. Feeling pretty good. You got you actually got some breathing room, big guy, between 14 and a half and 20. Yeah, I don't feel very good about it. After I heard Len's answer, I thought, gosh, that was that was the first thing that popped in my head. Was 30. And he's way smarter than me. So <laughs> oh, yeah, like, oh, I'm screwed. Len, you liking the 30? I have no idea, Joe. I think ni- I know the sun's what, 93 million or something like that. And I just figured hey, it's uh 
I don't know, I guess a third of the distance to the sun. That's my logic. Paula, you feeling uh, better than the Magic 8-Ball at 20 million? Man, I normally never drink on these episodes, and I am today, so I'm feeling great. <laughs> She's feeling fantastic. All right, Doug, what's our answer? Welcome back, trivia fans. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. Before the break, I asked you this question. What is the average distance in miles between Mars and Earth? While our closest neighbor, the moon, is about 239,000 miles away on average, and the sun is about 93 million miles away, Mars clocks in even further away. The answer? Mars is a whopping 249 million miles away on average. I complain about my commute. I guess walking across the yard doesn't seem so bad now, actually. See ya! Len wins, even though if that's <laughs> if that's winning, if you were playing horseshoes, Len, it was like throwing it, it in the next county. It was like, I'm closest. Just let me bask in my glory. I'm having a hard a hard day. My child has not performed well for for it, and let me bask in this my this little bit of glory, Joe. Does please? Your- <laughs> we were having a little discussion about how uh, accurate your number was there, Joe, about 140. But uh, it appears as though you're correct. Wow! First time he said that on the show, Steve. Lock that in. Let's let's 2019, the year I'm correct. That's fantastic. I just still find it. It's just I still find it amazing that Mars is further away than I should have gone with my. Sun. I should have gone with my original thought, which was the sun is bigger than Mars, so therefore Mars must be further away. When you look at it, all three of you are looking at me like I don't understand. <laughs> hey, instead that of debating, makes- instead of debating that. Why don't we take uh, out the swing and a miss? Why don't we take out the magnifying glass and help somebody do better with their money? <laughs> we could we could pretend this is a money show for a little bit. Yeah. Today's hotline call comes to you courtesy of magnifymoney.com. When you head to stackybenjamins.com forward slash magnify money, you find that those financial products you use every day. Guess what? They're nowhere near best in class. Over 92% of the products available online all ranked at magnify money, whether it's checking accounts, savings accounts, student loan refinance, whatever it might be, stackybenjamins.com forward slash magnify money. And today we're going to help out Laura. Say hi, Laura. Hi, Joe and OG. I am calling in instead of writing because I want the t-shirt. So my question is this. I am 42 years old and due to um, some unfortunate medical issues, I am kind of forced to retire earlier, like now, (laughs) when I wasn't really financially independent or prepared for that. I have a decent sized IRA, I think for my age, it's over a quarter of a million dollars. And I have some emergency savings about three months worth. I also have a home equity line of credit. Now, because I can't really work the way that I did before, I'm going to start a home-based business. And I'm just wondering for me and for other people that are in this situation, like, what would be the best access of my money? Should I tap into the HELOC to start my business? Should I deplete my emergency savings? Is there a way to access my IRA? You know, is there another way to, to go about doing this? I don't really need a lot of money to start up the business, but I do, you know, need the money to live on until my business does take off. So any suggestions or advice that you have, I'd greatly appreciate. Thanks so much. Thanks for the question, Laura. Boy, that is, that is tough. And it's actually, 
It's interesting, OG. That's the reason why a lot of people end up retiring. I mean, we want to work for a long time and then things sometimes happen. Right. You don't hear a lot of it at uh, age 40, but uh, yeah. Uh, but even at 60 or 55 or 65, a lot of it has to do with health. So sounds like she's kind of take the bull by the horn, so to speak, right? Going, that's okay. It kind of sucks, but off I go. Time to do the next thing. So that's good. Yeah, I love this idea, Len, of a of a home based business. Yeah, I did perfect. I mean, I don't know what her, you know, what Delora's health issue was, but yeah, home based business. I mean, it's so, it's so much easier today, especially you do stuff online. I think it's a great idea. So I know she was asking about, you know, what you thought she she should do or what she thought we sh- she should do to get some money. And at first, I was thinking she mentioned that HELOC. And at first I was like, oh no, you don't want to do that. Don't, don't do it. But then the more I was thinking about, it, I was like, you know, there's not that much money to start up most home businesses. I, at least I can. And I was thinking, you know, if it's just a little bit, you know, if it's a small amount, why not use the HELOC? Go ahead and, and do it. I, I wouldn't have a problem with that at all if it was a, a relatively small amount. And if not, you know, there are other options. You can always look at trying to get an unsecured business loan too. So as another option. But if she's not showing, if she's not showing any outside income, usually they want to tie your outside income to this. And if she doesn't have outside income, that's going to be very difficult. Yeah. It's hard. I, I know to get an unsecured, you mean for yeah. an unsecured loan? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's, I think there's pluses and minuses to those, but it's just another option. But you know, if it's just a small amount to me, me, if that was me personally, if it was a small amount, I don't think I'd have a problem with the HELOC. But would you do yeah, the, don't. would you do the HELOC though, before tapping into the emergency fund or the IRA? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a weird situation, right? I mean, um, I guess you could tap into that emergency fund, but then I guess all the money is going to be spent eventually, right? The emergency fund. And uh, once it's gone, then uh, I don't know, Joe, I guess I would, I like having a little cushion there. I, I you know what? I would, I'd still go with the HELOC. Okay. Paula, what do you think? I would not do that because she mentioned that she needs the money to cover her cost of living while she's waiting for the business to become profitable. So let's say, I don't know what the numbers are, but let's say her cost of living is $3,000 a month and it takes six months for the business to be profitable. We're talking about $18,000. And then let's say she needs another just $10,000 in business startup costs. We're talking about $28,000, almost $30,000 in debt within the next six months. That's a large chunk of debt to be carrying six months after medical issues force you to retire early without you having anticipated that that would be the the thing that you were going to do without being financially independent. So I would not sign up for what could be twenty dollars or $30,000 in debt. That just seems like compounding an additional problem onto what's already a stressful situation. So what I would try to do if I were her, she mentioned that the biggest reason that she needs these funds is to cover her cost of living while she is to have runway, essentially, to bridge that gap between now and when her business becomes profitable. I would try to bridge that gap in in any other way possible. So, for example, if she can move out of her current home and live with family or friends and rent out her current home and just live with family or friends for six months, that might be a way to get her living expenses down while she's trying to start that up. If that's not possible, I mean, if if it's literally a home-based business and that she has to set up her home in such a way, like, could she take in a roommate and have a roommate living there while she's starting this up. Like, what can she do to offset her cost of living and to try to cash flow this while she's waiting for that business to become profitable? OG, anything to add? 
Well, a couple of things. I, I like Paul's approach way more than uh, Len's. I, I don't like the idea of signing up to get into debt. There's all this other stuff going on. And, and when it comes time for uh, a really big life change like this, really everything has to be on the table. You know, there are no, there are no savesies. <laughs> you know, you don't get to say, well, but I really like my house. It's like, well, yeah, you do. But that was part of the plan when you had 30 years to go type of deal uh, in terms of savings or whatever the case may be. So, yeah, I think you have to kind of just start from square one and think about how do I build this new life with the resources that I'm going to have? And maybe that's having a roommate or selling the house or downsizing or whatever the case may be, especially if the house is already paid for. No way would I go into debt on it. If, if for whatever reason your house is actually paid for right now at 42, I would close the HELOC so you can't ever be tempted on it. That's like the one safe thing that you've got now is you've got a roof over your head. I also want you to pay attention to the other resources available. If you can't work because of an illness or an injury, you might have disability insurance through your prior job. And that might be an option to pay a little bit of money, a little bit of cash flow for a, for a short period of time. As you're retiring from your job, you may have unearned sick time or vacation time that you haven't used that could be turned into cash. And then don't forget, Social Security disability is also an option too. Now, that's going to be a little different as your as your business starts taking off. You're going to have to offset that Social Security disability with the revenue of your business. You know, you don't get to double dip. But depending on the work that you did, you might have an option uh, through your work employer and stuff like that. So there might be some cash flow opportunities already there. Make sure you talk to HR before you sign out uh, for the final time. And and if you can get on the disability paperwork for Social Security immediately because it's going to take a really long time. And don't be discouraged if you get a denial letter. I understand that that's par for the course. Yeah. The first letter is you're de- you're denied, and then you just go, no, I don't think so. I should. I really think I should get it and reapply. So try all those things. Now is the time to just zero base everything. Hulu's great. Netflix is great. All of those things are fantastic. It's time to get rid of all of it and just build your life now around what your business is going to be able to provide, which, you know, many cases, small businesses provide more income than, than regular workplace businesses. So you just got to get it up and running. How easy is it to tap the retirement accounts when you have a disability? Well, you get to waive the penalty for early withdrawal. So everybody's aware of the fact that you, you've got to be 59 and a half before you take money out of your retirement plan for anything. If you take it out before 59 and a half, you're going to have to pay a 10% penalty in addition to income taxes. You'll still have to pay the income tax if you take it out now, but you'll be eligible to waive that 10% penalty. You can work with your accountant or CPA on making sure they file the right forms for you. And when it comes to withdrawing money, if that's where you take some money out to live on for a while, make sure that you don't think about it in big terms, right? Like you don't want to look at it in January and say, well, it cost me $3,000 a month, so I'm going to take out 36000 Because if you only need two months of expenses, you can't put that money back. So literally, you want to do it you know, case by case. Thanks for the question, Laura. If you've got a question, head to stackybenjamins.com. And across the top of the page, you'll see the link of all the ways you can get a hold of us. Of course, Laura's taking home the greatest money show on earth t-shirt because she called the Magnify Money Line. So how about that? All right, here we go. Back into the game. Let's talk about 2019. 
And uh, before we start, I just got to say thank you to everybody in our Facebook group who participated. My questions, by the way, are going to come from the Facebook group tonight. But there were some that will not be questions, but I thought were noteworthy and worth us, uh, worth us saying here, which included this one from Amika, who said, uh, will neighbor Doug be smarter than OG in 2019? Or will Len Penzo host the Stacky Benjamin show with neighbor Doug about saving money? A spinoff show with, with, <laughs> with, with Len and Doug. That could be. Is 2019 the year Sizzler IPOs? That's a good question. Will Joe get a trivia question right? That's what the one comes from, Victor. <laughs> Thanks, Victor. I'll get one. Guess which finger I'm using, Victor. <laughs> Will OG start being funny in 2019? <laughs> OG gets, OG gets the glare. Uh, will Gertrude and Doug finally tie the knot? Will we actually learn anything from Stacky Benjamins in 2019? Uh, will Paula get more? Uh, th- that one's from Beth. Andy asked about Gertrude and Doug. Daryl asks, uh, will Paula get more than 10 pop culture references in 2019? <laughs> well, uh, I really hope somebody keeps tab. Someone. <laughs> I'm going to volunteer a Stacking Benjamins t-shirt to anybody who keeps track. (laughs) (laughs) Will 2019 be the, this one comes to us from Ryan. Will 2019 be the year that mom finally kicks us out of the basement? Uh, That's, that's, that's fun. And Hans uh, says, will lens eight ball? Well, actually, I think we're going to do that one, Hans. We'll actually, we'll actually do that one. Kurt asks, is 2019 the year for a hundred percent bond allocation? Uh, That's a pretty good one. All right. I'm going to use a few of these other ones, though, as mine. But, Paula, let's start with you. Kick us off. 2019, what do we want to ask the eight ball? Will Harry and Meghan have a son? We know that Meghan Markle is pregnant. The baby is going to be born in 2019. Will it be a boy? Len? Okay, here we go. It's getting dark here, so I have to put my uh, flashlight on. (laughs) Reply, Hazy. Try again. Wait. Len, you have to put your flashlight on? Your your it's bunker dark. doesn't have overhead light? My eight ball is not lit up. I didn't buy the expensive eight ball. This is I know, the, this but thing. the room doesn't have lights? Like, do you do you not have electricity where you are? Uh, I'm trying to keep the ambiance here. I'm trying to, there's an ambiance. Okay, let's see. The the bunker uh, ambiance. It's, it's, it's just, it, it says it says outlook good. Outlook good. Harry outlook and Megan are good. having a boy. How about that? Well, I'd say outlook doubtful, but <laughs> based on based, it will be a little prince or princess. Based on <laughs> based on what's happened so far, that's that's shocking, Paula. That we'd start with a uh, Harry and uh, Meghan question. It's very very weird. Uh, I mean, hey, the eight ball predicted that marriage at a time when it was just impossible to predict. It was a it was a whirlwind courtship. It predicted that marriage. It predicted the Donald Trump presidency. Remember that one. It did. Yes, it did. It did. Yes, it did. It 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 predicted predicted the the, sunny wedding day. It predicted some stuff about William and Kate, too. I forget exactly what, but it did have some some Will Will and Kate predictions. It predicted. Remember back when we used to talk about them? And by the way, before we go any further, I'm going to uh, right now, I'm going to go on the record. Lenpenzo.com will donate $50 for every correct answer next year. Wow. To to Joe's favorite charity. Nice. Okay. That's awesome. So when it gets which happens to be me, so <laughs> <laughs> when it gets too bright next year, 
OG, you want to go next? Sure. I've got some money questions. A lot of stuff going on these days about Elon Musk. Just launched the thing into space and did the stuff with the trying to get people on Mars and all that sort of stuff. SpaceX, I guess, right? But my question is about Tesla because he runs his mouth a lot about Tesla. Really right now, 50-50. Is Tesla going to be bankrupt at the end of next year? Good question, OG. I actually predicted that they'd be, t- they'd be bankrupt in 2020. So oh. you're, you want to go next year. So let's see what the eight balls. And I'm not predicting it. I'm asking that. whether or not the oh, eight I'm predicting. predicting. It. I'm oh, predicting. Okay. okay, here we go. Uh, signs point to yes. Ooh, all you short sellers. <laughs> it's even Money more. to be made. I'm this is going to be more. a wrong answer. <laughs> I'm, more. I'm loading up on more Tesla. Yeah, this short eight ball fund, just there's another pick for you. (laughs) (laughs) This is a fun one from the basement. This is from uh, Soham says, will Russia, will the Russian stock market ticker ERUS outperform the Saudi Arabian market KSA (laughs) in in 2019? Holy smokes. I thought that was was a pretty funny one. Shake, shake, shake. Will Russia outperform Saudi Arabia? <laughs> I love the confidence here. Without a doubt. <laughs> Without a doubt, of course. <laughs> Russian stock market going to go through the roof. Uh, next, uh, Len, yours. Uh, okay, I got one. I'm going to go. It was this uh, 2018. Um, had a one billion dollar lottery jackpot, if I'm not mistaken. Isn't that wasn't that this year? Wasn't there a one billion dollar? Might have been two of them. Those are two. Okay, I'm gonna. Uh, well, my question is going to be this year or, or in 2019. Will there be another billion dollar jackpot? Oh, there's a good one. In 2019, winner. Obviously, I guess they'll have to be a winner eventually. So, a billion dollar winner. And will I win? And will. <laughs> That's it. No, you have to ask that question on your own, OG. All right, here we go. As I see it, yes. Ah, there will be another billion-dollar winner. I was the last one to ask the question, so I guess it means that I. I'm just <laughs> yeah, it could be you. If, if very well, could be you. That's our first round. You know, I like those answers, Len. I feel pretty good about the eight balls answers there. It's not like last year where after the first two, it just looked like it was going to be a train wreck. Yeah, I, I think the Tesla one's going to, it's going to f- crash and burn. I don't think it's Tesla's time to go bankrupt just yet. Not quite <laughs> but yet. But we'll see. Soon well, enough. Paula, let's, <laughs> <laughs> Paula, let's, let's march into round two. What's your second question? Well, speaking of marching, so Meghan Markle's due date is allegedly end of March, beginning of April. So my question to the Magic 8-Ball is, will the baby be born after, and I just need to pick a date since it has to be a yes or no question, will the baby be born after March 22nd? Am I shaking this right, OG? Can you see? This is the first year, by the way, Paula's done two royal family (laughs) questions. (laughs) I would have asked all three, except I have to honor the the time-honored tradition of at least one related to South America. As I see it, yes. So they're having a boy and he's going to be born after March 22nd, according to the Magic 8-Ball. According to the Magic 8-Ball, that's correct. Born after. Uh, OG? 
I'm going to stay in the uh, money theme for just a little bit. Gas prices right now, pretty, mm. pretty special. Mm-hmm. Pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Oil right now is about $48, $49 barrel. You can get gas for 2 bucks, give or take, a gallon. Our gas <laughs> price is going to be lower this time next year than they are today. We should just okay, go with so a. We should go with the you price go of national oil. National average. You got to go national average. National average. Uh, probably got to uh, go uh, December first. A, a boil. A, 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 a boil. Uh, a barrel of oil. Oh, a barrel or of oil. A boil, as I like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> just shorten things up. Is a barrel of oil going to be less expensive on December first than today? Okay. Two hands on the on the eight ball this time. Oh, see, there it is. You may rely on it. These are all affirmative answers. You may rely on it. <laughs> the eight ball is just it's like, like the short hell. oil and Tesla. <laughs> it's a yes, man. It's a yes eight ball today. It's like, yes, whatever. <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> Run with it. All right. Uh, mine. Mine is going to come from Kimberly in the basement Facebook group. Will the price of Bitcoin be lower on December 1st than it is today? The January 4th. Will the price of Bitcoin be lower? Ooh, okay. Let's find out. Gosh, it's starting to foam up. Uh, It is decidedly so. It is is decidedly so. Short Bitcoin, (laughs) oil, and Tesla so far. Well, I said Bitcoin will be lower, so you're going to stock up on Bitcoin, you're saying. It's going to be lower. Yes. Buy low, sell high. Oh, I thought you were betting against the eight ball. Yeah. Yes. We're shorting the eight ball, right? Yes. No, I'm I'm shorting Bitcoin. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing whatever the eight ball says. Short Bitcoin, short Tesla, and short uh, oil. Okay, so you're a long eight ball. (laughs) All right, Len, what's your second one? Uh, Deutsche Bank. Uh, the stock has been just taking a hammer in the past uh, year. And I think now it's, uh, boy, it's low. It's in single digits. Will Deutsche Bank stock be less than $7.50 on December 1st? And where's it at right now? I don't know. I think it's like eight. I don't know. Check it. Oh, you know what? It went up a couple days ago. It might be double digits again. Outlook good. Sorry, guys. This is. (laughs) (laughs) You just put all the yes ones in there. (laughs) I swear there's some no answers in here somewhere. (laughs) You sure? You sure that answer's not taped to the top? (laughs) (laughs) Somebody went and fixed the eight ball. That means that we now go to round three. Ding, ding. All right. Are we ready? We are ready. I'm ready. I can't wait. Every year, traditionally, I always ask a question about a South American ETF. But this year, I'm going to skip the ETF and just ask a question about South America. As we all know, there will be a total solar eclipse in Chile at the end of June. Will there be cloud cover that blocks the view of the eclipse from the majority of people in in Chile Debbie or Downer. Okay, hold on. I'm yes. gonna I'm gonna have to look this shit up later. <laughs> <laughs> how am I gonna look okay. that up at the end yeah, of next how do you year? Verify that. As, as, the news. 
as context is context. So I was thinking about going to either Chile or Argentina to watch the total solar eclipse. <laughs> and then I started looking up the location where there will be to- totality. And I started looking at historic cloud cover on that day. And the areas where totality will be um, visible have 70% of a chance of cloud cover mm-hmm. historically on that on that day. Just so come to Dallas in two years when we have one. <laughs> Oh, I'll just be eclipse chasing from now on. There it is. But basically, basically, so I was like, well, do I do I fly all the way to Chile for a chance of seeing two minutes of totality, given that there's a 70 percent chance of cloud cover? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's my question to the Magic 8-Ball. In Chile, because the totality is visible in both Chile and Argentina, but in Chile specifically, will there be cloud cover in the areas where you can view totality? on the day of the eclipse in late June. Will there be cloud cover in the and area? Paula will be there to verify. Where, where you're going to be there to verify? Is that what I you're saying? I may or may not. I haven't decided yet. Man, I hope you are. <laughs> That's so cool. I do was, not want to look that there up. Total, wasn't there an eclipse in the United States just this past yes. year? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's one that's yeah. visible from Earth every 18 months. I'm thinking even between Jefferson, Missouri, where my son was, and in Kansas City, where my daughter was, it was two different situations. So, I, oh I think, yeah, I think yeah, it's it gonna was, it's gonna matter what part of Chile you're in. Okay, okay. Uh, that's true. Well, this says outlook not so good. So, this uh, what does that mean? I guess that means there won't be that cloud cover. Be clear. Cloud It'll be clear. Cover. Yeah, it'll be clear. It'll be so it's, it's outlook not so good. It's, it's, it's answering in the affirmative for everything. Yes. <laughs> it's even when you try to Except trick this. it by giving no, it a negative not, answer. Well, yes, yes, so right. You try to give it a negative answer. answer, and it's like, yeah, no, sorry, it'll be sunny. Sunny. <laughs> every every stock's going up. You know, <laughs> oil price is going down. Everybody's going to love life. All right, OG, your big third question for the eight ball. This this one totally pains me. I am a college football junkie. And it would be very easy to say, you know, is Alabama going to win the championship again? Is Oklahoma? But I have something much more near and dear to my heart, which is given the fact that Urban Meyer finally retired, will Michigan finally beat Ohio State in a football game in November? He's like, please, God. Please, please, please. please." (laughs) Will Jim Harbaugh actually? I don't even need Jim Harbaugh to beat him. I don't care who's the coach. Cannot predict now. All right. So, try as if this thing needs more foam. <laughs> Here we go. More shaking. And Len's getting a workout. Len, Len, you got to take the Skillshare like class shake on uh, shaking that. <laughs> yeah. I hate to say this, but it says better not tell you now. Oh, gee. <laughs> doesn't sound too positive. I would so interpret far. that as a no, but well, uh, let's see. Yeah. That's it. You may rely on it. Oh. <laughs> changes his mind and goes positive oh what the hell okay you right. you may rely on it all right uh stocks are going up gas is going to be cheap we can see the clips from chile michigan's going to beat ohio state and harry and megan are having a boy after march 22nd and there's going to be a billion dollar lottery winner <laughs> yes that i may or may not win personally yeah okay. uh Len, I've got one here from Hans that I want to do is the last one, if you don't mind. So what's your last one? You know what? If you'd like to, do you have two readers questions? I'll, I will yield to two of another reader. You want to bring two, two questions. Otherwise I'll ask another question. Uh, No, go ahead and go ahead and ask your third one. 
All right, let's let's uh, you know, I still have my Dow 20,000 hat. Will the Dow be under 20,000 on December 1st? Wow. Ooh. Good lord. <laughs> For all our sakes, I hope not. <laughs> the eight ball's going to say yes though. You know it's going to say, "Oh yeah, sure." It is certain. certain. (laughs) (laughs) We have the most positive eight ball for 2019. (laughs) All right. The last question. I think this will be great at the end of last next year's show. This is uh, from Hans, by the way, everybody in the basement. Thanks for participating. Sorry. We couldn't do all the questions, but if uh, you'd like to join us, by the way, in our basement uh, Facebook group, which is a lot of fun, go to stackybedjamins.com forward slash basement and you'll get the really long link to get there. Because I think it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Joe's mom's basement. But um, anyway, stackybedjamins.com forward slash basement will get you there. But Hans asks, fitting end, will the eight ball in 2019 be right more often than it's wrong? <laughs> So you're making meta like a circular. Yes, this is. I could see this like open up a hole in the uh, in (laughs) the universe and the matrix. What is is does this question go into? Could this question be the tiebreaker between the eight ball being right and wrong? Oh, maybe it will. I can't wait. Oh boy, twelve months we have to wait for that one, Paula. To see. Wow. Yes. Okay. Will it be right more than wrong? Uh, cannot predict now. <laughs> I'm gonna throw my I'm gonna throw my wrist out doing this. Don't count on it. <laughs> now, one negative answer is against itself. <laughs> Love it. And that's a perfect way to end right there. That's At least it's honest. The perfect way to end. Yeah, I don't think so. All right, let's let's find out what's going on here, kicking off 2019 where you guys live. Paula, what's going on at Afford Anything? On the Afford Anything podcast, we have an interview with Chris Hogan, who is part of the Dave Ramsey team. And coming up the first quarter of this of 2019, we've got some great interviews. We've got Mike and Lauren, who retired. They reached financial independence and retired in their uh, late 20s early 30s, somewhere around there. They're, they're about my age-ish, I think a little younger than me. And we've got Paulette Perhatch, who has a very emotional story about the money in her life. We've got Larry Swedro, a really smart dude who knows a lot about investments. So all of those great interviews coming up on the Afford Anything podcast in the first three months of 2019. Awesome. Subscribe, subscribe in any favorite podcast player you've got. <laughs> Len, what's happening at lenpenzo.com in 2019? You know what? That's uh, there's it's the same old stuff, Joe. I, I will say this uh, last. <laughs> Sell it, Len. Hey, no, I, hey, last. Uh, just a, a few weeks ago was my 10 year blog anniversary, and wow. we're celebrating uh, 10 years and 10 million page views. And I kind of highlight uh, some of the readers' contributions. The the uh, some of some some really interesting uh, and really good reads from readers who submitted some posts. And uh, so come on over. If you want to see them. 10 million page views. There's a number that's at lenpenso.com. Oh, gee, how are you kicking off the new year? Barely cogent. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sell it. Yeah. No, no, no. It's uh, this is fantastic. Uh, had a couple weeks off, ready to get back to it on Monday. 
which will be um, first day back in a couple weeks. Then uh, Mrs. OG and I are going to head on a little trippy trip for a few days, which will be kind of fun and just get into back into the grind. That's fantastic. I mean, podcasting, which is going to be fantastic. (laughs) Which will be amazing. (laughs) Well, I'm looking forward to another great year with the three of you. Happy New Year, everybody. And Doug, take it from here, man. What should we have learned today? So what should we have learned today? First, homeowners insurance? Maybe it's time to reevaluate yours. As more companies like Kin disrupt the space, the easier it gets to compare and maybe save some money. Second, as the gang told Laura, our Magnify Money Caller, an emergency fund is always important because you don't know when difficulties might strike in your life. But the big lesson? Don't ask a Walmart toy to predict the future. That's ridiculous. Why, if you really want to work on knowing what's going to happen in 2019, you don't do something silly like shake a plastic eight ball or build a plan with milestones and specific targets that you intend to reach. No, you take a bunch of quarters down to the truck stop arcade and you ask that Zoltar dude, that guy, that guy knows the future. Special thanks to Sean Harper from Kin. You can find out more at kin.com. That's K-I-N.com. Len Penzo appears courtesy of lenpenzo.com. Paula Pant appears courtesy of affordanything.com. The Pope appears frequently on a balcony in Vatican Square. This show was created by Joe Salcihai, produced by Richie Rutter-Reese, and engineered by the amazing Steve Stewart. Online, visit us on Twitter at at SBenjamin'sCast or on our Facebook page. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and I do not like computer jokes. Not one bit. SB Podcasts may receive payment on the show from sponsors and guests in the form of books, giveaway items, discounts, or other remuneration. There's no way you would take advice from these dorks, but like Joe's mom always says, don't take advice from people you don't know. This show is for entertainment purposes only, and before making any financial moves, consult with a real financial advisor. And another special thanks to Lens Magic 8-Ball for making another solid effort here in the basement. Though, uh, I gotta tell you, I think I'm gonna have to have a difficult conversation with the 8-Ball. He needs to understand that it's all about performance here in the basement, and he's been sliding these last few years. If he doesn't pick things up a little bit, his ass is on the street. What's wrong with you? Uh, it's either this show or indigestion. I hope it's indigestion. Why? It'll get better in a little while. Well, Stackers, the show might be over, but the celebrations are just beginning because it is Military Appreciation Month that I want to celebrate people like my brother-in-law, Eric, who is such a giving person. Eric will do just anything for you. And as a Marine, you can see that his time in the military taught him to be a guy who gives to his community, gives to his family, and is always there when you need them. This Military Appreciation Month, Navy Federal Credit Union wants to celebrate members like Eric who go above and beyond. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals. Navy Federal's employees 
are part of the community they serve. Many of them are military family members, reservists, or veterans, and all branches of the military, veterans, DOD, employees, and their families are eligible for Navy federal membership. In fact, there are so many resources on the Navy federal website, resources like best cities after service to help veterans transition to civilian life and best careers for military spouses to support military families. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate and you'll see all of their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.